welcome back to the Euro Trips Football Podcast. We are here for another week of summer football chat with no games going on. It's time for another one of our top tens. This time related to summer transfer window. Tom, with me this week, I've got our three usuals. I've got with me Jonathan, first of all. How are you? Doing all right, thank you. Steph, also got with me, I've got with me Naeem. How are you? Doing yeah, very well. Weather's not too bad today. It's nice and cool, so I can't complain. Yeah, no, it was nice. You came down on the weekend, didn't you? You came down to Brighton. Um, you know, okay. you enjoyed a day on the sun, you know, seafront, ice cream and drinks. It was a nice day, wasn't it? It was a good day. Yeah, it was. Can't can't complain. Brighton's a nice little town. I will recommend yeah. it to anyone that's never been. Yeah, and if you do, come visit me as well. We can have a, a beer or two together, I'm sure. Um, and our final guest is Ryan. How are you? Warm. <laughs> yeah, it's boring. It's like in America, Jonathan, but in the UK, it's been absolutely sweltering today. How many degrees? I, I don't even know. I want to say 32, 31, 30 or something. Sounds like that, yeah. yeah. I think it's like 29, 28 where I am. So. Wow, okay. So it's actually warmer in the UK than America. Who'd have wow. thought it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, before we do carry on, just a quick announcement. Alex will no longer be a weekly regular on the podcast. He will come back for now and again podcasts, Champions League, or maybe end of Trans Window review. But um, obviously, sad to see him go regularly. But obviously, when he comes back on, it'll be good to have him on again. Uh, but we will carry on. We will be finding someone who can cover Ligan on a weekly basis. So if anyone listening does know their stuff about Ligan, get in touch with us via Twitter uh, and then let us know and we can get you on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, today is a summer transfer window special. We're going to all give you our top 10 summer transfers so far from either the top five leagues. So sadly, you can't have Gareth Bale, you can't have um, Chiellini, for example, but any of all the leagues we cover, so France, Germany, Spain, England and France, any of those leagues we'll be covering in this podcast. So the first person we're going to cover this week is Naeem. So Naeem, who is number 10 on your list? Number 10 on my list is uh, a transfer that kind of went under the radar. I've gone for Nick Pope, um, signed from relegated Burnley of the Championship, signed to Newcastle for £10 million. They've obviously got Carl Darlow and Debrafka, but uh, as if he is going to be a replacement or second-choice goalkeeper, then, yeah, I think um, they've done a bit of good business there. Um, he, he's been good, good for Burnley for the last couple of seasons he's been there. Obviously, he was at Charlton before. Saw him um, there as well, but yeah, um, if he does start for them, he'll be a good addition to their team. So yeah, he's, he's my number 10 in my list. Yeah, I think they'd be stupid not to start him. I think, personally, I think he's England's best goalkeeper. I know Pickford always get number one because he plays well for England, but I think Nick Pope, for me, is England's best goalkeeper. I think he's mm. never really done a foot wrong, like I can remember. I've never really seen him make too many mistakes, uh, at Burnley especially. And I think Newcastle, you know, I think he's... Great signing for them because he's probably the best English keeper or best keeper out there from Premier League teams. And I think to get him in, for I think there's a fairly cheap deal as well. I think it's 10 million, a, I think. 10 million. So that's not bad. Good little signing from them. Um, next up, we're going to head to Ryan. So, Ryan, who is number 10 on your list? Number 10 on my list, that is Matteo Pessina, um, Italian midfielder. Italian international, I should say. Um, AC Monza on a season-long loan deal. And this is such a good business, like probably the most 
well, not the most ambitious club, but one of the most ambitious clubs in uh, Europe at the minute, Monza. have uh, made some really good signings. And Piscina, who did really well for Italy at the Euros last summer, um, obviously is from that area as well. So represents good business and they can make that deal permanent at the end of the season should they stay in Serie A. Fantastic. I've not heard of him before, if I'm honest, but I'm sure we will by the end of next season. Um, Jonathan, over to you for your number 10. Well, for my number 10, I wanted to put a lead signing in here because just I appreciate their sense of urgency. You know, they're I think they're ranked in the top five clubs in Europe in this window already in spending. Um, of course, they're about to get a whole load of money from Barcelona, which is, you know, that money is probably coming from Russia or something from, from Barcelona because they don't have any to speak of. I'm not, not sure how that's even possible. But uh, I didn't feel like any lead signings were quite good enough to make the list. I've got Luka Jovic instead at number 10, uh, Real Madrid to Fiorentina on a free. Fiorentina still looking for that Vlahovic replacement. They won't ever be able to replace him, you know, like-to-like player, but Jovic still showed he's got it on his loan at Frankfurt uh, a year, year and a half ago. He's he's only 24. I like the fit, and to be honest, I'm just happy to see him get another chance elsewhere and, and take him out of Madrid. Yeah, I think such a disappointing spell for him, because remember him at Frank, where, where was he before? I can't think where he was before Real Frankfurt. Madrid. That's right, yeah, that's yeah, right. Frank, yeah. He was so good there, and I thought he goes goes Madrid, and he'd be sort of like a good backup, or he'd be a good player for them. But it just hasn't worked out, and I think it's good for him. Probably all parties involved, really. If he does now, and now he's gone, so good luck to him. Now, for me, my number ten is a player that we all know really well. I've gone for Paul Pogba from Man U to Juventus on a free. I think that the fact they got it for free is amazing business. But the reason why it's not higher for me is purely because we don't know how he's going to be. Now he's been obviously a few years on and he's not the best times of Man U. But for me, Paul Pogba going out on a free is amazing because it's really risk-free for Juventus because they first of all sold him, they sold him to Man U for £90 million. They bought him for free. And I think personally, we see him for France, still plays well, which is not for Man U. So I think if he goes back to a league he knows well, he's performed well in, I think he'll do well there. So I think Juventus made a good few signings, which I'll mention one later on. But for me, they think... Did a good piece of business there, getting Paul Pogba on a free. Um, number nine, back to Naeem. Who have you got on your number nine? Number nine, I've gone for a Premier League transfer. I've gone for Ives Bissouma from Brighton to Tottenham for reportedly 25 mil plus 10 million in add-ons. Um, it's simply the fact that season before he was getting quoted at um, 50 million pounds. No one obviously came in for him. There was talk of Arsenal uh, being interested, but... Uh, was in a never bidder for him in the end. Obviously, he adds good midfield still to Tottenham's midfield because obviously they've got uh, Benton Core, Hoiberg there. So, so yeah, I, I think yeah he, he he'll be good because obviously there's going to be a lot of games coming thick and fast next season because of the World Cup. So, I think if if Conte wants to rotate him around, then yeah he'll be he'll be a good start for them. So yeah, I've gone for that him as my number nine pick. Yeah, could agree more. I think he's a good player and he'd be a good signing, um, not only for the first team, but also for just for depth in that team. Um, yeah, good piece of business for fairly cheap as well. Um, back to Ryan for your number nine. My number nine is Alessandro Ferrenzi. AC Man signed him for £2.5 million, which is 
up in the league. And he was integral last season to Milan's defence, really. Um, very versatile, normally plays at right back, can play left back, midfield, even played right wing before. So at that price, I think it's just ridiculous business from Milan to be able to get him in. And I, I can't imagine he's on massive wages either. So um, brilliant business. Yeah, again, I've, that's all I've seen sporadically, but when I have seen him play, I've always thought he's a good little player. So fair play to AC Milan there. Um, Jonathan, over to you for your number nine. Yeah, I've got Stefan Ortega in the number nine slot. Free transfer from Manchester City from Armenia Bielefeld in Germany. Bielefeld just got relegated this past season. Um, he pretty much single-handedly kept Bielefeld up in the 2020-21 season. And uh, that first season back after their promotion, they went down this year just because their team was simply too poor around Ortega. But he was still second this past season with 128 shots saved, only behind Jan Sommer. He tops Europe at 55 touches per game. So, you know, the team pretty much lived and died off of his calmness at the back. 73% save percentage is pretty incredible with all that poor play in front of him. So... It's it's really well deserved for a 29 year old journeyman who's you know been everywhere in Germany, um, and you know he won't become the starter with with uh, Ederson there, but he needs that push, and I think Ortega uh, is far superior than Stefan, and um, I think he'll actually play in a lot of games for him and maybe get a shout for the Germany uh, national team as well. Yeah, again, I think Zach Stefan had his chance, and he. Didn't exactly end this time there well with the mistake in that FA Cup semi-final. So, seems they are moving on to a different backup now. Um, my number nine is another free transfer. It's my second one already. I've gone for Ivan Perisic from Inter Milan to Spurs on a free. Because, first of all, I think if he was four years younger, and that happened, I'd put him on top three, top four. But he is 33 now. So, I do question, but I think what he brings them, he still brings, you know, versatility he brings you know he can play wing back he can play going forward he can do a lot of different positions and um I think to get him on a free at least obviously Conte knows him already from Inter Milan so Conte already knows how he works and how he and and vice versa so I think getting him in I think is good for Spurs because you know again risk free being uh, being a free transfer uh, I've got to warn you a lot of mine are Premier League based because I don't really watch much of other football week on week, um, week in week out like you guys so I think Whilst I've only got I got five Premier League players and, and other ones, obviously I know from major tournaments things like that. So I must warn you in advance. A lot of mine are very Premier League biased, but um, yeah, I've got number nine, Ivan Perisic. Now heading on. And Ryan, to, you seem to like uh, you seem to like Perisic on this list. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got to warn you. There is another one you might not like in a bit, or me for that matter. Um, but number eight. Back to Naeem. Who have you got in yours? Number eight, I've gone for a player that's got quite big shoes to fill this season. Um, he done well last season. scored quite a lot of goals. So I've gone for Sebastian Heller from Ajax to Borussia Dortmund. Obviously, he's pretty much Haaland's replacement. He had a great season at Ajax. It'll be good to see what he can do in the German league. Uh, they, I think they reportedly paid, I think it was, 30... 31 million for him. So, yeah, I think it'll be a good addition to their squad. Um, I know, obviously, you're not going to have to replace Haaland's goals like for like, but 
I think I think he I think he can do a good job there, and they 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 spend their money well. Um, that obviously City paid for Haaland, so yeah, I've gone for him as my number eight pick. Matt, good choice, there, good choice. Um, Ryan, over to back to you again. Who's number eight for you? Number eight for me is players just gone to Brentford actually. Um, Aaron Hickey has moved from Bologna. Watched him a few times last season because Bologna have got a really weird team. They've got a lot of ex Premier League players in there, and they're quite fun to watch actually. And uh, when you watch Hickey, he's incredibly raw as a player, but contributed a fair amount of uh, assists and goals last season for Bologna. And he started the majority of their games, which for very young fullback from Scotland, quite unheard of. But um, for 16 million, they'll sell him on in a couple of seasons for a lot more guarantee. And, uh, just a bit good that Arsenal didn't get him in, really. We were linked to him, but um, yeah, great business for Brentford. Yeah, I think you'll see. You know, I think we see a lot of players now, young players, seeing like Jaden Sancho, great example that he, you know, a lot of British players are actually gaining a lot from not from being abroad. I think a lot a lot of these good players we're seeing now coming through, I think it does benefit a lot of these players that they are like you know, like like Sancho Dorman, like Hickey at Belong. I think playing abroad for a few years rather than just playing sporadically in the occasional League Cup game for a British team, I think is really helping develop these young but even Mason Mount went to Fatiz Armand for a season, got player of the year. Uh, you know, these, I think these, I think the people now realize that actually, for young players to develop from from the from the UK, a lot of time, send them out alone to a foreign country, get them used to a new culture. It might help them grow up, grow up as well, having to learn a new language, having to deal with a whole new country, first time away from home. I think it massively helps teams, and I think and players as well. So hopefully, for Brentford's sake, he'll work out. Um, now, my number eight is one close to home. I've gone for Darwin Nunes as my number eight. I think that £85 million is a lot of money, and that is why he's so low, because I think personally, seeing him play against us, but also he, like the YouTube highlights, he does seem like a cop kind of player. He tracks back well, he's he's fast, he's good in the air, he's he's strong, but of course, it's only one, one season he's had, really, um, doing well. He scored 26 goals in 28 games in the Portuguese league last year, scored 6 and 10 in the Champions League, so he was brilliant last year, but it is just one season, so that's why he's not higher for me, but I do think from watching him, he can be a really good player, and I think, I think he will be uh, eventually, um, so yeah, but I think he looks like he's going to be a phenomenal player, I know he got an Ostic yesterday for his, for his training session, but I think that's just getting used to a new team, so I, I, play, I have no worries about that at all, but um, yeah, I think he looks a good player. I think he'll fit in right to Klopp's system. And also Klopp, of course, only really cares you can think of has actually done bad. Every player he's bought has done well. You know, some players didn't get enough game time like Minamino and some players like Kate had injury problems. But every player he's bought, nearly all of them have done really well. So I can't really knock, you know, you can't really question Klopp's transfer market ability. So, yeah, for me, number eight is Darwin Nunes. Now, finally, to Jonathan... Um, Who's number eight for you? For me, I've got Jamie Llewellyn, a uh, former player of Firth, who were also just relegated in the Bundesliga. He's going to Union Berlin for €4 million, Euros, which is actually a really big fee for a relegated side in the Bundesliga. You know, was stuck in a horde squad, so only put away five goals last year, but at 21, I feel like he's 
really about to explode. He's one of the fastest players in the league. Every time I've watched him play, it just seems like he's ambidextrous, can shoot so well with both feet. Um, and him, Jonathan Burkhardt, Kevin Schada, they all play for Germany's U21s at the moment, and it feels like they're the future up front for Die Mannschaft. And, yeah, I think this is a great signing. Uh, Awani replacement, who's off to Nottingham Forest, and him uh, alongside Geraldo Becker is going to be pretty hard to stop up front. Brilliant. Now, on to number seven. Back to Naeem. Who is seven for you? Number seven for me is a player that the fan base, they're going to be, they'll love him. Um, I've gone for Gabriel Jesus from Man City to Arsenal for £45 million. And the reasons behind this is because, obviously, we sold Bamiyang in January and then we was relying on Eddie Nketiah and Lacazette last season to score the goals. I know his record at City isn't the greatest, but he's better than what we've got. So, yeah, I think it'll be a good signing. But everyone knows my thoughts on Arteta, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and remain positive about this signing. And yeah, hopefully he can score the goals for us next season. If he doesn't, then you can all laugh at me at this decision, which Ryan doesn't seem to be too keen on. But yeah, now I've gone for him as my number seven pick. £45 million is not bad for a striker. I know he's in his last year and everything, but yeah, I'm going for, going for Jesus. Now let's go to Ryan. Um, your thoughts are, are you excited about Jesus? What's your thoughts on, on Gabriel Jesus? You'll see in a bit where he's a moralist, but he's certainly in that far. Oh. <laughs> See, I, I think he's going to flop. I, I, I've got this feeling. I know. I think that he will start well because Arsenal's first six or seven pictures is really good. And I know, obviously, Mikhail Teta was with him at City, but he scored eight goals in 28 games. And the players he's got around him, he's, he's got De Bruyne, you know, Sterling, Mares, Rodri, Gundogan. He's got. He's playing with some of the best players in the world. He's getting the service from the Bruyneford of what other players around him. And Arsenal, I think, are a good team, but their service will be nowhere near as good as City's will be. And he only got eight goals in 28 games. I know he had an amazing end of the year, which is some encouragement, and he had a good start to his pre-season tournament. But I just think that he's going to, you know, he might do well against the small teams, but I just I just don't think it's going to work out. I think that, again, I could be proved wrong. I could be, in a year's time, be, you know, I got proved wrong over Tuchel when he first came to Chelsea. But I just think that, I don't see it working out past the first month. I think you have a good start, a good honeymoon period. But I think that, you know, I like Smith Rowe, I like Udegaard, I like Martinelli, but they're not the Bruyne, Sterling, Mares, and people like that. So I think a lot of money to spend, and he he has every every potential for me to be, you know, a really good player. It could really work out. But I, a part of me thinks, you know, I don't think it's going to work out personally. I think he will be one of the flops of the year, personally. Um but Ryan, it's back to you for your number seven. My number seven is the same nationality as uh, Mr. Jonathan over there, Tyler Adams to Leeds United. I think it's a brilliant business because I haven't watched him too much, to be honest with you. I don't watch a lot of Bundesliga action, but when I have watched him, so it doesn't stop working and it's incredibly versatile as well. He can play at right back, he can play in midfield. I think he's also played at left back as well on occasion for Leipzig as well. And uh, for how much they paid for him as well, I think it was just under 20 million, if I'm not mistaken. I don't see that as bad business whatsoever. I mean, he's still very, uh, 23, I think, so still relatively young. And uh, I think, again, this is a similar one to Piki that 
he's going to move in a couple of seasons to one of the big six clubs for minimum 50 million. Yeah, I mean, he's someone I've known about. Again, I've not watched too much. Neither one put any players in myself that I've never watched. He's one of them. So but I think on paper, what I've read about him and his sort of everything I've seen, it will be a good signing for them. But um, I guess we'll wait and see. Now, Jonathan, back to you for your number seven. My number seven, I've got Musa Niakate uh, from German side Mainz, transferred over to Nottingham Forest for 10 million euros. Uh, this is this is a pretty big move for Mainz to let their captain go, 26 years old, right in his prime. Uh, big presence at the back. He's great in the air, left-footed. And and to let him go, their captain, who's who's been there for three or four years, um, it's a pretty big decision from them, especially from a German side. But I really like what Nottingham Forest is doing. I like the Awani transfer. I like uh, the left back, Omar Richards, bringing him in from Bayern Munich. Will they still get relegated? There's a good chance of it. But I do appreciate what they're doing. I like their recruitment. I think Nikate is uh, a great signing for only 10 million euros. Um, I really, really like it. Fair play, fair play. My number seven is a player leaving the Premier League and going off to Spain. I've got Antonio Rudiger from Chelsea to Real Madrid. I mean, last year he was sensational. Nine goals and um, three assists in his time at Chelsea. Um, I think he was, for me, the second best centre-back. I think actually maybe the best centre-back last year in terms of him, him and Van Dijk. I thought he was brilliant. He was... Albeit, I may where he may have been playing well because he knew he was leaving on a free. He wanted to get a big move, but I think personally they got Militao and Nacho. I think it will be him and Militao. I'd imagine in the back four for Real Madrid, and I think that he is just—I've been a big fan of him pretty much since the day he moved to Chelsea, and I think that he will be a valuable asset to Chelsea, and I think he'll be a brilliant for them. Um, now on to number six, back to Naeem. Who have you got? Number six, I've gone for another player that's actually gone to Real Madrid. I've gone for Tuchemeni from Monaco to Real Madrid for a fee roughly around £72 million. Pounds. Uh, obviously, Real Madrid didn't want Mbappe. They were going to splash the cash out on him. But, obviously, that fell through. He's obviously signed a new deal, PSG, whatever. But, yeah, Tuchemeni had a good season um, for Monaco last, last year. Also, we got to see him play against PSG uh, when we went there back in March. But yeah, obviously with Real Madrid, their midfield is aging a bit. You know, they brought in Camavinga last season. Um, he done well in the, the games that he did play and obviously his cameo appearances in the Champions League. Obviously, Tishomeni obviously the same nationality as him. Um, been playing in the French national team as well. 22 years old. Um, he's only going to get better. And yeah, I think Real Madrid, they're doing, they're doing things the right way. They're, they're getting players in, uh, in the right positions. And yeah, I think... I don't think I don't know if he'll he'll start um, much for them next season, but if he do, I think he'll make a good impact. So, yeah, I've gone for him as my number six pick. Yeah, I love what we are doing. I love the fact that they got off, he got the front three of years of Casemiro, the middle three even of years of Casemiro, Tony Cruz, Luka Modric. They've now bought in um, Tuchemeni. They've got Camavinga, and I forget the other one they've got in their midfield. But they're really preparing for that future, and they've got that that midfield three now. That's gonna Basically, succeed those three because those three are older in their thirties. You know, they're not getting any any quicker. So um, I think that their their succession plan is really good, and I think now they're really 
I think they've now got their midfield three for the next 10, 15 years once those three players eventually leave the club. So I think Madrid, you know, even though they didn't treat Bale the right way and I've never really forgiven, forgiven them for that, but um, at the same time, you've got to admire the club they are. And that's why they're the biggest club in the world, or one of the biggest, or it's not second biggest club in the world. Forget where we were now on my list, but um, I think they're just massive club and they're doing things the right way. Unlike their rivals when it comes to their travel distance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, number six, I just, I just want to say actually honourable mentions for me before we carry on. I think transfers that are coming soon that would be my top ten if they were confirmed. Are like Sterling to Chelsea, De Jong to Man U. I think Lewandowski to Barcelona seems done as well. So I think those two transfers will all be good. But sadly, I could have put them in my list because it's not been confirmed yet. Um, Ryan, back to you for your number six. My number six is someone who's just moved to Crystal Palace, uh, Chiek de Quarle from Racing Club Lens in France. Um, Alex would pick this move up if he was here, but was linked to a lot of clubs, including Arsenal and Newcastle in the summer. Uh, 22-year-old, played 34 games last season for Lens. Obviously, they finished seventh. They had a really good season. And he's someone who's extremely highly rated. And just similar to the other players I've mentioned, really, He's got such high potential and he's just someone who I can see moving to a big club um, in a couple of years' time. But he's going to do brilliant stuff for Palace this season. Oh, I've messed up here. I've messed up. Why? I, I forgot it. I, I will mention that. I will mention that. But um, one player I was raving about for ages after he signed was um, Villa signing of uh, Bubakar Kamara. I th- He's absolutely brilliant. I forgot. He's on my list. I forgot about him. So that's really bad because he'd be in my top three or four, I'd argue. So, um, because it happened so early and yeah, that's the recent ones. I just that one's just completely first to me by. And I, the whole thing about, yeah, just completely forgot about it. Um, so apologies to Bubakar Kamara if you are listening to our podcast because I would have loved to put you in, but you just forgot about you completely, if I'm honest. I'm so sorry. Um, Jonathan, back to you for your number six. Well, Kamara, since I know you are definitely listening to this podcast, I do have you in my list. You know, just, just, just want to. <laughs> you got any like free tickets or any, anyway? Um, my number six, I've got Adam Lochek, Sparta Prague to Leverkusen, 13 million euros, 19 years old. Uh, He's, he's, it feels like he's already ready. He's got the height at 6'2", super fast, 132 games. He had 40 goals and 36 assists, which aren't incredible numbers. But for someone who's 17 or 18 years old playing in, you know, a very decent European club, that's pretty impressive. You can play as a winger, that secondary striker. Um, and I, Leverkusen are going to be so much fun to watch this year. They're just stacked with young offensive talent and I think having his countryman Patrick Schick right there um, to sort of mentor him is, is going to be perfect and I think this is the the exactly right move for Lochek at this point in his career and I think he's just going to take off from here. Fantastic. Now my number six is a player I didn't want to include in my list because frankly I hate him. Um, I've got for Carlson from Everton to Tottenham. I think that £60 million is a lot of money. But I think, once again, he's absolutely perfect for Conte. You know, Conte likes players who are probably a bit of a shit house, And he's definitely one of them. And I think he'll, he'll just adjust to Conte's kind of management straight away. You know, maybe you could argue maybe like two, if they're too similar, they may clash. But 
I think that, first of all, Everton is still in the Premier League because of him. He's the sole reason why they're still in the Premier League. Maybe Pickford as well, but definitely Ricard. He was by far their best player in that last two months. And I think he is, I think he's a good player. I think he's a very good player. And I think that I've always thought he'd get a big move eventually. And this is obviously his move now to Tottenham. Um, obviously having him, Son and Kane, as well as Kulisewski to choose from, gives Spurs that unbelievable depth they'll have. And that's why I think they'll be the nearest challenges to as a city for the league. Um, and I think he's a brilliant signing. And I think that he just adds them um, just depth and quality. And I think that he'll be, yeah, absolutely perfect for Conte. And Conte will love him as well. And he'll love Conte, I think. Um, now, top five. Crunch time. Here we are. So, Naeem, who is number five for you? I've gone for free transfer from Serie A to La Liga. I've gone for Franchesi from AC Milan to Barcelona for free. Uh, obviously, with Busquets, he's obviously getting on a bit now. Um, Franchesi can obviously play in that, that sort of role, um, as he did last season for AC Milan. Um, and most free transfers, they usually do work out. You know, there are the other ones that don't work out. William to Arsenal, um, to, name, to name one. Mm. But... You know, he's only, he's only 25. He's not really hit his um, peak yet. And I think, yeah, he'd be a good addition to Barcelona. Um, I know they haven't got the most money, but yeah, they don't have to just deal with these free transfers and maybe sell a few players. But yeah, I've gone for him as my number five pick. Yeah, I think that's a good signing on a free as well. Can't argue with that, really. And I think that it's an howler of Fordham Lewandowski, but yeah, that's still a good signing for them. Uh, Ryan, over to you for your number five. My one's already been mentioned, I believe. I believe Jonathan said him, but Sebastian Haller for Dortmund. I think it's brilliant, brilliant sign. Um, Whether they pay 30 million? Uh, 35 million euros. Well, yeah. some, something like that. But last season, like he scored 21 goals in 31 games in the Dutch league, seven assists as well. I know it's the Dutch league and it's not quite the same standard as the Bundesliga, but he'll score goals for Dortmund this season. Maybe not, or definitely not as many as Haaland. But he's, I think he's as good a replacement as they could have got with how much money they were willing to spend. And uh, yeah, I rate that really, really highly. Fantastic. Yeah, I think he is the perfect place for, Hall- for Halland. Um, I think he's got similar sort of body type, similar sort of physique, you could argue. He's got a good goal record. I mean, I know everyone mentions the West Ham thing, but he's really redeemed himself since then. And I think... He's absolutely wanted that move to Dortmund because he's just pretty much scored. Was he third or second top goal scorer in the Champions League last year? He was absolutely fantastic in the league and the Champions League. So I think he's a player. And I think we saw that even before when he was playing with Jovic, I believe, in the same team before he moved to West Ham. I think he's just going to absolutely smash him in Germany. If I'm honest, he's going to be a brilliant, brilliant signing. Um, Jonathan, over to you, number five. Number five, I have another Bundesliga player, Sadio Mane. It's still strange saying that, um, you know, he's a Bayern Munich player. Sorry about that, Andy. But 35 million euros with Lewandowski very likely to leave at this point. Um, It looks like they have a steal because Barcelona are going to buy Lewandowski, it seems, for 50 to 55 million euros. which, you know, they got absolutely shafted by that deal. But, you know, what deal does Barcelona not get shafted by really is the question. Um, and so that's a surplus of 20 to 25 million of a like-to-like change for Sadio Mane and Lewandowski. They aren't exactly, 
you know, the same player, Sadio Mane, you know, plays a little bit more out wide, 30 years old, still a little old, but younger than Lewandowski. And I think it's a signing that has great impacts outside of football as well. The whole country of Senegal are all of a sudden Bayern Munich fans. So I think this, this means more than just what we're going to see on the pitch as well. Yeah, I mean, it broke my heart when he left, but someone had to leave out, out those two. And I think I'd rather have Salah than Marnie over the course of the whole year. Um, I've made the decision. I'm going to scrap the car. I'm going to get rid of the car. I'm going to get him gone. And I'm going to put my number five. I'm going to put Kamara with my number five. So I'm going to have my number six as Romelu Lukaku, who was originally number five. But I'm having Lukaku now number six because, I, frankly, I've got to have Kamara here somewhere. I can't not have him in. And also, frankly, with Carlson. I don't want him in my list. So he's gone. So Kamara will move to number five. And I'll now move to Kaku back to number six. Um, the Kaku for me, uh, I know Inter Milan have done wonders here because um, Chelsea have been screwed over really because they sold him for X amount of money when they originally sold him. And they bought him back for 90 million. He was an absolute disaster last year. Inter Milan have gone on a, on a loan deal. Uh, but obviously they can buy him again if he does well this year. I think Lukaku will slot straight back in and be as good as he was when he's last in Syria. I think Inter Milan have bought him now in their attempts to obviously assume to try and get Syria back and try and win it again. Um, and frankly, I think that he's got to show them a 90, which is a bit bit weird. Um, but I think he'll just come back in, be how he was before he moved to Chelsea. He'll be much happier there because everyone knows that he wants to move back there seemed like a month into his time at Chelsea. So, um, yeah, I think Lukaku will smash it there and he'll be in the in the conversation, I think, for Serie A top goal scorer. Um, so, now on to number four. Back over to Naeem. Number four for me is another free transfer. He is getting on a bit now, but like I said, the free transfers, they usually work out. I've gone for Di Maria from PSG to Juventus. Uh, with the Juventus, obviously last last season they didn't really do too well in the league. Uh, obviously they they got back obviously um, Allegri. You know they thought he would have the instant impact like he did last time, but uh, it was the Milan teams that dominated last season. But obviously Di Maria has got plenty of experience. Obviously being at Real Madrid, Man United, PSG, Benfica. So I reckon it'll be a good good little addition there. Obviously the age is a bit of a concern, but Serie A is not the fastest of leagues anyway, um, from what I've seen anyway, compared to the other leagues. So, yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll do it right there. So, yeah, I've gone for him. My number four pick. I think Di Maria has to be one of the most underrated players of his era. I think Benzema's mm-hmm. the number one for me in that chat. But I think Di Maria, apart from the man you spell, everywhere he's been, he's done well. I mean, PSG, he was good there. Madrid, everyone knew, everyone knew what he saw in the Champions League final and that entire season. And, I think he just seemed for Argentina. He always performs for his country as well. I think Di Maria is so underrated. And no one ever really you know, gives him the credit he deserves, really. I think especially British fans maybe look at the Man U thing and that sort of clouds their judgment. But I do think that you watch Di Maria. I've never really watched him. He's played bad outside of Man U. I've never really seen him play bad for the in the World Cup. I've never seen him play bad in the Champions League. And I've seen him play there. And the occasional you know, Liga and or Serie A match I've watched. Or so La Liga match I've watched when he was playing in those two leagues. Always perform well, so I think that's a good signing. And he was very close coming in my top ten. Uh, Ryan, back to you for your number four. My number four is Darwin Nunez. 
Oh, I like this. I like this. Tell me more. Well, it's what Liverpool needed. They needed a, a proper striker. And that's what they've bought, really. Someone who's, again, young, will score goals, athletic, quick, good in the air. I think that's great business, to be honest with you. I don't see where they'll go wrong. He'll score goals this season. Not as many as Haaland, but he'll score goals. And uh, even though they've paid a lot of money, it's what you pay for, you know, world-class strikers at, at the end of the day. So, yeah, great business. I think as well, we have to do something because we couldn't, you know, being so close to them last year and really with, with Tyrone Mings or that last-minute collapse, I think, you know, we came so close to beat them to the league and I think them getting Haaland was just like, oh my God, how are we going to compete with this? I know we lost Mane, which is a big blow, but I think getting in Darwin Nunes, we have to get someone. We couldn't allow them to get Haaland and lose Mane and not get anyone in. So I think, yeah, I think we have to do, we have to spend the money and bite the bullet, which I like to see, to be honest. I like to see. Um, now number four for Jonathan. I have Matthias Ginter, Borussia Mönchengladbach to Freiburg on a free. Dortmund wanted him. A bunch of the top Premier League sides were after him as well. I mean, who wouldn't want Ginter on a free transfer? Yet, all of a sudden, he surprised everybody and went back to his roots in Freiburg. Grew up there, played there in the beginning of his career before moving to Dortmund and then Gladbach um, as well. It just feels unimaginable, even just a couple of years ago, that a player of Matthias Ginter's quality would even consider moving to a club like SC Freiburg. And as a Freiburg fan myself, uh, it's pretty amazing just to see how far uh, the club has come just in a few years' time in the Europa League this year. So that was definitely a big selling point to Ginter as Gladbach had a very difficult season last year. And to get him on a free is just absolute robbery, I think. Yeah, good player. My number four is a player that's been mentioned by two people so far. I've gone for Haller as well. I think it's a fantastic signing for everything you said before. Look at his record now. Last year, he got 34 goals in 42 appearances, 21 in 31 in the Eredivisie. He got 11 in 8 in the Champions League, which is mental. Um, and then looking at his overall stats uh, of his career, he's got 153 goals in 351 games, 73 and 132 in the, in the Dutch League, 24 and 60 in Germany. Obviously, who adds that now? Um, and yeah, so I think he is just, I think, I think he's just a brilliant player. And I think he's a bit like Nunes with Liverpool, exactly what they needed in terms of that Harlem replacement. And I think that, you know, Dortmund have got such a good history of having these great players and replacing them with other good players. They're doing it once again here. And I think he's going to, I think personally, I think he will be the spoiler before our prediction. I think he will be the um, top scorer in Bundesliga. I think he'll just absolutely smash out of the park. I think obviously Haaland's gone. Looks like Lewandowski's also going to go. I think he'll be he'll lead, he'll take over and become the main man in striker in Germany. So I think big fan of his, and I think he'll absolutely smash it. Um, now onto our top three. Um, so back to Naeem. You know what? Let's change it up. We'll go to Ryan first. Who's your third? My third. Someone who's not on anyone's list so far. Uh, Sven Botman. Newcastle. Oh, okay. They needed a, a really good centre back. They haven't had a really good centre back in a long, long time. And uh, considering this is a player who's wanted by Milan as well, 
just tremendous business from Newcastle. He's someone who's going to sure up that back four massively. And again, he's really young, so he's only going to improve, you'd imagine. And uh, I struggled, to, like I said, there's only two better signings on my list. So. Fantastic. Um, Jonathan, over to you, back to you. Who is number three for you? I wanted to put a, a big-time goal scorer in my top three. And I understand, you know, if you had Holland for me, I'm so used to seeing nearly every week it feels like at this point is his injuries and i have major concerns for his future with this injury history behind him but for number three i actually gone for gabriel jesus man city to arsenal 45 million euros i think he's such an upgrade over lacazette um and i watched a good bit of that that first preseason game i know it's just preseason against nuremberg a second division german side but he was subbed on after halftime, scored immediately, contributed in some other goals as well, put another away. I just think he's a great fit. He and Arteta already know each other from their Man City days together. We we know his quality. We know what we can do. He had a game last year where, where he put four uh, into the back of the net. Uh, he's now that man at Arsenal, which is what he wanted. I think he'll step into this role at 25 years old in the prime of his career, and it, and it feels right. Arsenal needed this. And 45 million euros for a for a striker, I think of his quality. Um, I'm gonna say it. I like I like the Jesus signing more than I like Nunez. Oh, there's some wars. I I think Ryan has him in his top two, and I I'm gonna present him as a wager later on, which I I reckon he'll be happy to abide by. Um, back to Naeem, number three for you. Number three, I've gone for a player that can play. Um, left wing, right wing, striker. He's left your team, Andy, and that is Sadio Mane from Liverpool to Bayern Munich for £35 million. So, yeah, if obviously Lewandowski goes, they're going to need um, someone that can obviously play up, up front. He can fill in there. He was doing so last season for Liverpool, um, had a good season. Um, I think it's good business, really, um, on both sides. Obviously, Liverpool, you, you bought him you for £30 million pounds all those years ago. And then you're selling one for thirty-five million pound, um, even those in his last year. Well, yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll take Germany by storm, and yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll do well. I think he'll, I think he'll do well out in Germany. Yeah, I agree. I've got him third as well. Um, yeah, I think it's absolutely brilliant signing for them because you know whether he, whether Lewandowski stays, on, I don't think he will stay now. But even if he had, he could have played out wide. At Liverpool, he's played in every position in the front three. So he played for us out wide on the right when he, in his first season. Then Salah came in. Move that to the left, perform well on both his times and positions. And then last season, he had a lot of time in a false nine position. So I think Mane has played in every position. He's a figure of consistency. He was he was for many years. He always could rely on him to do well. And I think it's a shame we let him go. And I would love to have bought Nunes and kept Mane. That would have been amazing, but it just wasn't going to be. But I think it's also a shame that he got less wages than Cater. I think that's a disgrace, personally, uh, as much as the Mbappe stuff. Um, but I think I I think he wants a new challenge, and I think we left in a good way. Didn't leave in a bad way. Um, I thought no one really left and thought they hated hate him now, which is good. He sort of kept a good good relationship with the with the club and the fans. So I think he's going to smash it in Germany. You know, um, I think he'll do well there. Yeah. So number two, we'll head back to Naim. Um, who's number two for you? My number two is another free transfer. 
this time from Man United to Juventus. I've gone for Paul Pogba. Uh, like obviously you mentioned before, Andy, his, you, you don't know you don't know if he's going to come back and have the same impact he did when he was was there. But for them to sell him for ninety million pounds or eighty million pounds, whatever it was, and then get him back for free, is a good bit of business. Obviously, he knows the team and the club well. He's obviously ma- uh, been managed under Allegri, I believe. So yeah, he, he, yeah, he him, yeah, he knows him well. Um, we've seen what he can kind of do in the Premier League in glimpses, but mainly see it for France. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think the move will be good for him because yeah, it, it just wasn't working out at Man United, and yeah, we'll see what he can do back in Italy. See if he can get back to those heights that he did before. So yeah, he's he's my number two pick, Paul Pogba. And then Ryan, who is number two for you? You guessed it a minute ago. Gabriel Jesus. I Dear Lord. I, you mentioned earlier he made 28 appearances last season and then scored eight goals. He was actually on the bench, though, for seven of them games. So we can take that stat a little bit down. And when you look at his stats, actually, in total, he's contributed nearly 170 goals and 285 appearances. So that ain't bad going. And they are pretty much all in... England bar four goals. Um, someone that can play up front, someone that can play on the right, on the left, versatile, 25, already obviously a fully fledged international for Brazil. 45 million is nothing, really. I mean, that's what, nearly 20 million less than Spurs paid for a Charleston, who's a worse player. I don't see how that's, I don't see how that move can backfire on us at all. I'll tell. No. Banter FC. No, <laughs> he will score more goals this season than Darwin Nunez. Well, here's one. Here's one benefit. I'll, I'll help you on that one. Okay. I'm happy to bet you ten pounds. <laughs> now you, you should do a, one of you should do a forfeit. I reckon. <laughs> uh, I, I'd rather the money to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's ten pound going to do? <laughs> I, I bet you Jesus will score less goals this year. Then Nottingham Forest is Brennan Johnson. I'm happy to put a wager on that. Wow. Okay. Really? <laughs> I. I. Do you want to I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'm. I don't want to put too much. I, I could be proved massively wrong, but I'm happy to put ten or twenty pounds on this. I mean, you can go up to hundred if you want. Oh. Um, you think you think Brennan Johnson will score more goals than Gabriel Jesus? Yep. Okay. I, I'm, it's it's more my belief in Brennan Johnson more than my, but obviously it's all it's all asterisks because he if he moves to a big club then I don't see it happening. I think if he stays where he is, I think he'll do that. But I don't think he'll do it if he moves to Everton or Newcastle like it's been rumoured. But if he stays at Forest to start the year and plays there for the whole year, then I think he'll get more goals than I think he might get more goals than I don't know. I'll I'll say to Jesus for now. But yeah, I'm, I'll put let's say. Beat the middle, seventy-five pounds on this. Ooh, okay, <laughs> let's do it. I will bet you that much money that Johnson will score more goals than Jesus. We will do a virtual, um, virtual handshake on this, a verbal yeah. agreement. Yeah, you got witnesses here anyway, so yeah, and you got the whole, all the, you got the whole recording, you got all the listeners. Um, I'm, ha- I'm happy to lose that money because I want to see him do well, Jesus. So if he does do well, then I'm not against that. I think he's a I think he can be good, but I just I just don't know. I don't know. I've got my doubts personally. So um, 
and I do like Brennan Johnson as well. So I think 90 goals in, in I know it's a championship, but um, I don't know. I think Forrest will do well because of Steve Cooper this year. And I think he'll be a good player. Should I think he'll do well. But conditions of the bet is if he moves to a big club, like it's been rumoured, then the bet's off. But yeah. if he stays where he is, that money, I'm happy to put money on it. Done. Fair play. Uh, Jonathan, now to you for your number two. Well, as I promised, I've got Bubakar Kamara as my number two on the list. Uh, free transfer from Marseille to Aston Villa. Marseille's a club he's been at for a long, long time since he was a kid. And this transfer made a lot of Marseille fans extremely mad. Possibly their best player, their best young player at least, to move on to Aston Villa and to get no fee whatsoever for his services made some extremely upset. So he might have lost a few fans there, but Aston Villa wanted him so bad. And this is just great, great business for them. And it shows that Steven Gerrard and, and the club um, and everybody there is, is doing a good job. And players want to come play for that and play for that project. Uh, he's only 22, can play at the six, can drop into defense. I just, and the other thing I love about Aston Villa as well is that if they want someone they're going to go and get them and they're going to, they're going to do it quick. Every single one of their signings this year has been rumored. It seems like the day or two before, and then it's officially announced um, very quickly after unlike Man United where it takes weeks just to announce the signing of Christian Eriksen or, or anybody else. It's just ridiculous. So I like that about Aston Villa as well. And, and I think this is, this is, gonna, this is a game changing uh, signing for them. I think they, you know, shoot for Europa League this year. Yeah, I think that's definitely probably the goal. I mean, it's, I think it's a fantastic signing. I mean, I did an article on actually on him about why people like Man U should buy him. And I know they, I think it was well, someone I thought should have bought him. And um, yeah, I think everything I've seen on paper and what I've seen clips of him, he's a very good player. And to get him on a free from Marseille as well, uh, incredible, really. Incredible business. Um, now, my number two is a player that we've mentioned briefly. I've gone for Erling Haaland. He's moved from Dortmund to City for £51 million. I think it's an absolute steal because not only are you getting a talented player, you're getting a player for the future. He's 23 right now, I want to say. And he's already what probably top three, top five strikers in the world. Maybe only Lewandowski and Benzema are better than him at the moment um, in, in as, as an actual out-and-out striker. I mean, his goal record is incredible for Dortmund. He's got like something like, I want to say 88, 85 or something like that. He's got an incredible goal record at Dortmund. Um, yes, there's questions over his injury records and there's questions over whether he'll adapt to Pep's system. And it may take him a year to settle, potentially. But I think for a player for the future, they've got you know a young player who's extremely talented, who, lo- who loves to score goals already. He's got a personality that everyone will love. And yeah, I think he's a brilliant signing. Um, now to number one. Now we're going to give the reins first of all to Jonathan because he's not been them. He's not been first yet. So Jonathan, who is your best signing of the transfer window? My best signing is going to be Nico Schlotterbeck, SC Freiburg to Borussia Dortmund, um, purely because I've watched this guy every week for pretty much the past year. I know this player. I've written about him. Um, you know, his nickname is the Rolls Royce just because he glides and is just so smooth across the pitch. 
Uh, in the Bundesliga, he ranked number one in tackles in his own half this past season, number two in block shots, as well as pass interceptions. He's above the 90th percentile uh, in the aerial duels one and challenges one, and, and he tops you know, Europe's top five leagues in shot-creating actions at, at 1.68 per 90 minutes. He's only 22. I, I love watching him go forward. He loves to progress. He loves to try to create chances on the offensive end. Um, he's big. He's physical. And and to get him for 22 million euros, I mean, pe- people have gone to prison for less. I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. you know, ridiculous. I love what Dortmund's doing as well. Okan from Mainz for six million. Adayemi, you know, he was in the exact Holland replacement, so they went out and got Haller, Nicholas Sule on a free. Um, you know, of course, the memes continue of that. You know, Dortmund will still finish second on Twitter, which is probably the case. So whether or not they do still finish behind Bayern Munich, uh, I, I appreciate it this year with the new sporting director in charge, Sebastian Kell. At least they're trying. They, you know, they have so many new signings this year. They know what they need to fix, and they're finally actually doing something about it. And I, I think Schlotterbeck, um, I, I, you know, I've watched him for so long. Something catastrophic will have to happen for him not to be a success at Dortmund. And a player you've mentioned before, I think you mentioned him, was it in your goal of the season, and your team of the season? So um, I can't yeah. stop talking about him. It's it's a little suspicious, but, you know, it's not like that. <laughs> Trust me, it's, it's not like that. <laughs> well, actually, you might as well mention that. We actually forgot to announce on the podcast um, our public vote for the team of the worst and best team of the year. So let me just get that up before I forget, because I did. I will say in our, in our worst team, it was very Premier League heavy. I mean, there's only one non-Premier League player made our followers worst team of the year. It was Emery Chan, who makes it for a second year in a row. Um, of course, he played for Dortmund, but he is ex-Premier League. So, Foster's in goal. You got Royale, Maguire, Gibson, Tavares, Greedish, Chan, Pogba, Rashford, and Lukaku and Veghorst, who was actually and also a Bundesliga representative as well. He made the cut for some is Burnley. Um, so for our listeners' best team of the year, it was mixed. So we had Courtois made the cut in goal. It was a back four of Trent, Tamori, Rudiger, and Cancelo. Kimmich, De Bruyne and Modric made the middle three with Vinicius, Benzema and Mo Salah making the front three. Now, now, Ryan, we'll head to you next. Who is your best signing of the summer transfer window so far? I'm just amazed that he's... I've not heard anyone else put him number one yet. Haaland. Um, I... I had Haaland second, if you were listening to the yeah. podcast, yes. rather than tweeting about my, my bet. Not number one. I said number one. Oh, I see. Yeah, fair. I don't see how any signing can beat this one. I really don't. The only one that I could have seen maybe would have been Mbappe on a free. But Haaland for 50 million, or 51 million, for his goal record and the fact that he's as young as he is, he will be the top goal scorer this season in the Premier League. And he will score goals for fun for Manchester City. And I don't. I mean, I know I know he'll be on mammoth wages there, but it's just incredible business. And I don't see how anything can beat that. I have one you might like. I have a signing that I think you'll appreciate. That will be number one. Uh, Naeem, who is your best signing of the transfer window so far? Yeah, so I've gone for a loan signing. Um, going back to 
his former club. I think he probably will do well there. <laughs> no, I'm only, I'm only messing. It's the same as <laughs> I'm in for Haaland. I wasn't going to Lukaku. Get that, no chance. <laughs> yeah, I've gone for Haaland as well, to be fair. Um, yeah, they're going for 51 million. I think that's over 51 million pounds. They've activated his release clause. He's still young, isn't he? Only 21. They'll probably have to sell him one for more than what they've paid. Um, if he can stay fit and adapt to Pep's system quickly, then yeah, I can think he can easily get minimum 15 goals in the league. But yeah, it just all depends on how well he settles in and yeah, if he can stay fit. But I think that would be the best signing um, of the transfer window, um, to be fair. So yeah, I've gone for Haaland as well for my number one pick. Well, Fed, until I found out this player was only on loan at this club before, he would be the number one for me as well. I think it's a brilliant signing. But there's one man. Had no idea he was actually on loan at this club, but he's made his move permanent for £40 million from Fiorentina. I've gone for the permanent signing of Federico Chiesa to Juventus, which Ryan doesn't seem to be happy about. <laughs> Federico Chiesa, he's a brilliant player. We all saw that in the years. We all saw it for Juve. Shame about the injury, which might could be a worry about his future. But I think that if he goes back and is even half of what he was like before his injury, then they're getting a special player. I mean, fantastic. And I think that Juve, you know, I thought he was there. I didn't realise he was on loan from Fiorentina. And I thought they'd won more, but maybe the injury put on the price tag. But I think we all know what he's capable of. We all saw him play in the Euros. We all saw how good he was before and after the Euros as well. And I think he's just going to come back from injury um, and be a brilliant player. But... That is the end of the podcast. Thoughts on that, Ryan? I'm chasing being number one. You didn't seem too happy by my um, when I said it. I mean, when did he move to Fiorentina? Was it two years? Yeah, ago? I think he's like two year loan. I think from Fiorentina. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but deal was always going to be permanent. It was a man. Yeah. It was a mandatory fee. So right. basically, he'd already been a Juventus player two years ago. So. I wouldn't necessarily have counted him as a transfer this season, although right. technically he is. Um, I mean, if he can stay fit, great business for you, Bay. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a time traveller, so yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that has been the end of our podcast for this week. We are aiming to do a lot more of these special podcasts before the season starts. I know. Uh, I'll be in Spain next week, so I'll be out of action until at least Saturday or Sunday. And then the season starts not long before that. So we will have our predictions episode the week before the season starts. So you probably expect that early August before the season starts. I believe it's August 5th, the Premier League season starts. And so we'll do our usual thing of predicting, having go predicting other leagues who once again see himself and Naeem and others predict leagues we don't watch all the time. So that's going to be a challenge. One I have to really do my research on. Um, hopefully we'll do better this year than last year. Uh, but before we do go, we will just recap everyone's top tens. So Nimes with uh, Nick Pope tenth uh, from ninth down to first. It was Ives Basuma moved from Brighton to Tottenham. Sebastian Haller's move from Ajax to Dortmund. Gabriel Jesus's move from City to Arsenal. It was Tuchemeni's move from Monaco at six um, to Real Madrid. Number five was Frank Kessie's move from AC Milan to Barcelona. Di Maria was at number four with his move to Juventus from PSG on a free. Three was Sadio Mane, uh, his move from Liverpool to Bayern Munich, which still breaks my heart. Uh, number two is Paul, was Paul Pogba's move from Juventus to Man U. 
With number one is move, um, but Hallen's move from Dortmund to um, Man City. And that is also Ryan's number one. His, his top 10 from one to 10 was Erling Haaland, then Jesus. Then third was Sven Botman from Newcastle, to Newcastle from Lille. Number four was Darwin Nunes' move from Benfica to Liverpool. Number five was Haller's move to Dortmund from Ajax. Six was uh, Czech Decore's move to Palace. Uh, number seven was Tyler Adams' move from Leipzig to Leeds. Number eight was Aaron Hickey's move from Bologna to Brentford, with number nine, Alessandro Florenzi's move from Roma to AC Milan on a permanent deal. And then number 10 was Matteo Pessina's move um, to Monza on a loan from Atalanta. Jonathan's top 10 from 10 to 1 saw Luka Jovic. Number 10 is moved from Real Madrid to Fiorentina. His number 9 was Stefan Ortega's move um, to Man City. Number 8 was Jemmy the Wedding's move to Union Berlin. Number 7 was Usman Niakali's move to Nottingham Forest. His number 6 was Adam Lucek's move to Leverkusen. Number 5 was Sadio Mane's move. Number 4 was Mateus Ginter to Freiburg. Number 3 was Jesus. Number 2 was Bubakar Kamara on a free to Aston Villa from Marseille. And then number 1 was a move um, of Nico Schlottenberg, Schlotterbeck, I should say, from Freiburg to Richard Dorman. Now, my top 10, as you know, I had a quick change mid-podcast because I forgot about um, Kamara. So number 10 was Paul Pogba's move from Manu to Juventus. Number 9 was Ivan Perisic's move to Spurs from Inter Milan on a free. 8 was Nunes. 7 was Rudiger from Chelsea to Real Madrid. 6 was Romelu Lukaku's low move to Inter Milan from Chelsea. Number five was um, Bubakar Kamara with Carlison getting a boot. Number four was Haller. Number three was Mane. Number two was Haaland. And a bit of a cheat, but number one was Federico Chase's move from Fiorentina to Juventus on a permanent deal. So that is the end of the podcast. So thank you all for listening. And do check out our top 10 managers of all time podcast, which was released only a few days ago. So do check that out if you want to get all things managers. But I have been Handy. This has been Jonathan. This has been Ryan. This has been Naeem. And we will catch you for the next one.